Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Wolfpack ain't for soft. It ain't for soft people. There's a plane waiting for you to take it to St. Louis? Absolutely, absolutely. And I don't have to tell you people. We got better tonight. I mean, that's a triple play. You know, it's well enough inside of you, so get it out. It's therapeutic. I'm listening. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. Welcome to another edition of Pack Therapy, sponsored by Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. No mosquitoes, no pests, no contracts, guaranteed. This is a safe space for all NC State fans. After what everyone went through with the College World Series, I feel like I don't really need to explain this podcast to people. I certainly don't need to explain it to my guest this week, who's going to help us set up the 2021 football season. That's Brandon Bishop. Brandon Bishop played safety at NC State from 2009 through 2012. Had some really good moments with the Wolfpack. Had some other really painful moments with the Wolfpack, which kind of explains the purpose of this podcast. Right, Brandon? Joe, I'm just glad you're curating this safe space for all of us here we definitely need it we definitely need it as i like to point out to people though therapy doesn't always mean there's not always a negative connotation to therapy like you can have a therapeutic moment after wins doesn't have to be after the disasters like the college world series but speaking of non-disasters i thought the 2020 football season for nc state after just an awful 2019 where so many people got hurt, so many things went wrong, like nothing went right in 2019. NC State bottoms out, 1-7 and seven in the league, 4-8, four and eight, four wins. They come back last year and under really no circumstance should have anyone expected them to be 8-4 and four or 7-3 in the league after everything that went wrong in 2019. So now I feel like you go into this season, 2021, and – it's all but really three guys are back from last year's team, plus they've added some some transfers, which I know they're really excited about in the, in the uh, secondary, your specialty. Um, but what is your attitude about how last year could or can't tra- translate to 2021? Because I thought last year they handled the pandemic really, really, really well, and unexpectedly so. Like, they had every reason last year to tank, and they didn't. They they did the opposite. They went seven to three in the league. Right. I mean, the the year that was twenty twenty, on the one hand, it's like you can throw that out and let's just move on because it was so weird. But Wolfpack football did a lot of good things and surprised people and probably built momentum for what hopefully is a more normal twenty twenty one football season here that's just uh days away now. Um but yeah, I think uh when you were playing, did you believe in momentum? Of course. You did. Maybe more than anything else, especially in college football. You're talking about in between seasons you believed in it. Yes. Really? 100%. So no no better example than after my freshman year. We were terrible. We were, 
I think four you and seven. Terrible. I mean, you're five and seven. Five and seven. But, but you're four and seven. You win a, win a great game in the but, finale. Yes, exactly <laughs> my point. We win that last game in Carter Family. We walk off against Carolina, and that changed the whole course of the off season, which boosted spirits around the program. And I think that's a huge thing. Like what what you're riding into an off season, and then into spring football, and then into an August camp. I think that matters, especially in college football. So this team should have momentum. I mean, it's all but Carrie Angeline at tight end. There was Joe Sculthorpe, one of the guard positions, and Aline McNeil on the defensive front. Other than that, the, the whole team, the whole group from last year, including Devin Leary, who we did not see a full season from, right. um, that kind of what that's, to me, what makes last year even more impressive is that Bailey Hockman played most of the games, and NC State still found a way to win games. Exactly. The flip side of it is everyone has a lot of guys back. And so in a year where, yeah, we 20 starters or whatever the number is, there's a lot more programs with experience back than in a year otherwise. So does that wash out? Does COVID, you know, 2020 being a weird season, does that wash out? I don't know. I don't have any of those answers, but I do believe in momentum. And I expect that, you know, they they built a foundation last year that hopefully they can build off, and we're going to find out here in a couple weeks. Yeah, NC State opens the season on Thursday, Thursday night against South Florida. Uh, before we get into the weeds of this team, I'm curious what what do you what night game do you remember the most from your career? I think I know the answer, but playing in Carter Finley at night was always just incredible. Uh, it was different. Yeah, it was a different atmosphere. And Carter Finley's great, you know, at noon on a Saturday too. But a night game, especially a weekday night game, is always pretty, pretty cool. I don't know. I mean, we played Pittsburgh my freshman year. Well, that was your first start. Um, don't, don't be colored by that. There were a lot of them. I'm putting uh, you on the spot here, but I feel like you should know the answer. What are you going to say? Florida State. You beat a, a eventual national champion in Florida State, 17, 16, and 12. Yeah. Mike, Mike Lennon's finest moment in the red and white, man. Actually, all red. Yeah, I mean, we shut him out in the second half. Didn't give up a single point. But, um, you know, there were other I nice... I think there were 24 NFL players on that Florida State roster. Yeah, they had some talent. Uh, <laughs> they won the national championship the next year. Sure did. Sure did. And but, you're sitting here trying to tell me that's not your most memorable night <laughs> Get out of here. We played some other good ones. We got beat on a Thursday night at Cincinnati. Yes. Bad. That was ugly. Um, night games are always just the ones you circle on the calendar. I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but you know everyone in the country is going to be watching. All your friends at home are going to be you know, seeing you play that might not normally see you play each week. So those are special games and create platforms for programs to really kind of elevate themselves in recruiting and you know, kind of across the board. You had your last three years were different in terms of expectations, right? You mentioned the 2009, you guys end with the win over Carolina, but still, I don't think much was expected of you as a group in 2010. You start 4-0, you end up going 9-4, and you finish the year in the top 25, and then I feel like the next year there were expectations on your group, even though Russell Wilson left at that point and Mike Lennon had taken over. What is the difference to you? Do, do you? do you even notice that as a player, what's expected of your group from us, from the media or fans? Yeah, I think nowadays it's hard to be blind to it just because there's so much more coverage and the news cycles, you know, around the clock. But I I do think you can feel it kind of as a program. And when I think of this team this year, you know, I don't they're not ranked in the top 25. They're 
kind of still not as much expectations as maybe a couple of those years that you mentioned. But the people that know college football around the country, I've seen them on a number of lists where it's like, hey, NC State's maybe not a team that you're thinking about now, but had a pretty solid 2020 campaign and should be building on it in 2021. So the people that really know the college football landscape and are kind of dialed into what's going on in in each conference, like NC State's not sneaking up on people that are actually football people. They may not have the expectations that are on the... Uh, it's not the same as Carolina. Yeah, yeah they're the in the top 10. The there's pick to win on the other side. But I think there's still plenty of people that know this is a pretty good group that should have a shot to win a lot of games. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game-changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. When you look at this team and what they did last year, what, what do you like about this group? Well, the experience, like anytime you get that many dudes back, there's no way that you can't not like that. I mean, being tested in games, even if there were no fans in the stadium or even if it was a weird year, like playing games, having games under your belt matters. Um, I like this group uh, because hopefully the starting quarterback is going to be playing a full season. Um, I think Leary has every tool that Sam Howell has, and I think – doesn't have the games to show for it but I think there's reason to believe that like this dude could be really really good and you know Sam Howe's maybe the Heisman front runner in a lot of people's mind or at least a, a main contender top five candidate going into the season but I think with a full campaign you know staying injury free I think I don't know I think Leary is just as talented and maybe more it feels like you're saying a lot there I'm just saying, I think with a full season, the dude's going to be pretty good. Yeah. Well, he showed it last year. It was just in, in spurts. So the pit game was his big moment, right? And I think some people, myself included, have a hard time with how it went in 2019 and the struggles that he had in 2019. Which, But in that situation, everything was going wrong. So it's kind of hard to look at him and be like, well, well and he's playing why didn't you games. save it? He's playing his first games ever at that point. Yeah. Yeah, it was hard. And, and different offense, different offensive coordinator. This is the third different one he's had. I, listen, I think what they did last year was remarkable. Uh, I thought it was Dave Doran's best work in year eight. I'm curious, when you watch a game now, can you tell which guys are NFL players? Yes, but not as up. somebody who played in the NFL. Uh, not up front. Mm-hmm. Like 
I don't know that any football fan that's watching a game really watches the offensive line and defensive line. Like you can tell when, you know, lines are getting pushed and moved and, you know, teams are running the ball or, you know, defenders are in the backfield making, you know, the quarterback's life miserable. But I can't ever like sit there and say, hey, that defensive tackle, that nondescript number 95 that's 300 pounds, he's an NFL guy. But absolutely at safety or cornerback or any of the skill spots on offense, yeah. This is me leading you to a Peyton Wilson evaluation. Yeah, first-round pick. You think because of this combination, size, speed? All the boxes, all the intangibles. Like, he's got the nastiness. He's got the leadership. He's a guy that's um, not just, like, a side-speed freak, but, like, a heartbeat guy. Like, the defense is looking at him, and not just the defense, the team is looking at him. So when you add up all those things, like, we've had side-speed guys, you know, We've had plenty of them over yeah, the years. Yeah, you played with a few of them. And some of them end up being first-round picks. But when you get those guys that are just – they check all the boxes and all the soft stuff is also checked, like that's that's a first-round pick to me. And, you know, I don't have any inside information. I don't know how healthy that knee will be when NFL doctors are poking and prodding and doing all the stuff that they do. But, like, to me, he screams, like – First day pick, yeah, probably first round pick. I went to they had their first practice, which was open to the media and the NFL scouts. I knew one of the scouts there, and I was kind of like, "Hey, who are you here for?" And then I was like, "Oh, Peyton Wilson," <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah," and and Iki Ikwanu, yep. the left tackle, is another guy who he was like, "I, I think he'll get drafted." Um, don't know which round. I know some people have him in the first round. It seems like pretty high. Um, he has a little bit of variance, as you mentioned. It's more difficult to watch an offensive lineman and with icky you watch him and you see these tremendous blocks but then you also see like hey where did he go like i don't understand you know what i mean so i think there are some gaps there in his game um he also like grant gibson their center um so super solid yeah and and that was kind of like what he said he's like he'll be a last day kind of guy but just you know what you're getting out of him he kind of had the same thoughts on the team too just they got some guys you know they, they certainly have a lot of experience so be interesting to see how they put it all together. You're listening to Pack Therapy. I'm Joe Giglio, your host. Brandon Bishop, former NC State safety, is joining us here. And Brandon, I wanted to ask you about Tanner Ingle. I don't think he played the same spot as you did at safety, but I'm curious. Football has changed. You're how old are you now? I am the big three zero. You're thirty. I'm forty six. So football has changed since. My high school playing days. It's changed since your college and pro playing days. Tanner feels like somebody who wanted to be born in 1975, the year I was born, right? His game would have fit in really, really well in the 80s and 90s. But now the game has changed. And God bless him, he does not seem to have gotten the message that you can't headhunt. You can't hit above the shoulders the way that he does. He ended up being suspended for the bowl game last year, which NC State lost in that momentum we were talking about. If they win that bowl game, they're ranked in the top 25 postseason and preseason. More people are talking about you. And that's not to put it all on him. He wasn't the only player who missed that game. But these are the little things that add up. And for him to get to accumulate the penalties in such a way that it leads to a suspension, an automatic suspension, what kind of conversations do you think Dave Doran has had to have with him this offseason? And do you think it was Dave? 
because I would think it would be of the importance. It could be his position coach. I, I know you know more about those kind of things, like how your day-to-day interactions really are with your head coach. But I'm curious, what do you think they had to tell him in terms of his value to the team and the way that the game is now played? Yeah, so let me start by saying I have liked watching Tanner Engel over the last couple of years. Super hard-nosed. I think probably one of the best tacklers on the team, obviously. But when... Makes plays in front of him. Sure does. Can come downhill aggressively and violently, and you need that when you're playing when you're playing defense. But the way that they have changed the game and have now decided that they're going to officiate it, those swings in momentum that are caused by those huge penalties that then have further repercussions about, hey, you actually have to sit out a certain period of time after them, they just are killer. Yeah, and he, he missed some first halves. He's, yeah. he's gotten enough now where surely Dave and him are having conversations and probably have continued to have conversations this offseason about it because it's, like I said, it, it kills momentum and it's a real hole in – the defense when you got to play a backup for an extended period of time. I I like watching him play. He's violent. He's passionate. He's physical. He's all those things that you want. But after a certain period of time, you have to get smarter about how you play the game because if you don't, you're not going to be out there. And I'm sure with another year of experience, I'm sure with living with the consequences a few times last season, that that message has probably gotten delivered at multiple levels, the position coach, the coordinator, I'm sure the head coach. And so I don't expect that to be a repeat of what we've what we've seen from him because the fact is he's a heck of a player and one of our best defenders, but you know, if you're not out there, you can't be helping the team. He reminds me of a uh, different size, but he reminds me of Josh Jones, former NC State safety who was really good when something was in front of him. But the second it got behind them or people could take advantage of them down the field, which is what I think you see with Tanner. They, they try to take advantage of him down because of his size. Yeah, so he's not the biggest guy. He reminds me a lot of my, one of my best friends and the guy that I played across for four years. He reminds me of Earl, too. Um, Earl Wolf. Earl yeah. Wolf. Got to be one of the leading tacklers in program history. Like That dude can hit you, and he's going to come downhill. But, yeah, I, I'd like to see Tanner first You know, be smarter this year. And, you know, coming full head of steam downhill is only half half the battle. you got to be able to backpedal, open your hips, and go make a play on the ball when that ball's getting thrown over your head. And we've obviously seen great things from him, you know, in the run game and being a physical defender. But you got to be on the field and you got to be able to, um, you know, defend against the pass as consistently as you're helping the team. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. 
change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. All right, Brandon, every season before it starts, I go through and I make my picks. I make best case scenario, a worst case scenario, and then the bottom line, which will be my prediction for the season itself. You think you can handle this with me? Yeah, let's do that. I'm I'm a naturally negative person, so would you like to start po- best case or worst case? So you're saying negative person? So like <laughs> pessimistic or yes. just, just full on cynical? Both. Okay. <laughs> All okay. of the above. Uh yeah, let's let's uh let's just get the bad out of the way. All right. Worst case scenario for NC State in 2021 in the 12 game regular season. Okay, that's what we're talking about here. I'm not trying to make a bold prediction against a team I have no idea in, in, a, in a game where I have no idea which players are going to play. What is the worst-case scenario in the 12-game regular season for NC State? I should, I should point out before we start, Brandon, that 6.5 is the Vegas total, their, team, their win total. So Vegas has them at 6-6, six 7-5, and six, seven and five basically, uh, or maybe even 5-7. and seven. Your worst case for 2021 for NC State? I mean, things could go sideways early on I mean you got to go play at Mississippi State week two worst case could be six and six I could see uh, a world where you know you don't go into that Clemson game three three and oh to start the year and then you get smeared by Clemson um, and some of those conference games that you probably had penciled in as wins where you got to go and play at Boston College, probably at noon when everyone's still asleep. Louisville, who knows? You got to go play two games in the state of Florida on the road against FSU and Miami. Like, I could see a, a world where things go sideways and it's a six and six year. I think it's actually worse than, <laughs> than that. I think it would be South Florida, Furman. Louisiana Tech, although Louisiana Tech after playing Clemson, I'm always leery of the game after Clemson. And then you beat Syracuse, that's four, and then I give you one more out of the mixed bag there. I think five and seven is their worst case scenario. But that, I think the wheels, it would have to be 2019 style. Like it would just have to completely fall apart. Injuries are impossible to predict. They are. And momentum. and they don't I don't think they have the same backup quarterback situation. Bailey Hockman was a limited player. We can all recognize that, but was serviceable. But he was serviceable. Absolutely was. And they they one of the things I think Tim Beck did really well last year was tailor the game plan to him and figure out, "Hey, what is Bailey good at and let's let him do that." And uh, the results were great. Now, that, that's not to say they won't do that with an Aaron McLaughlin or, or Ben Finley or whatever the worst-case scenario would be, but I, I'm going to go at 5-7 and seven for the worst case. All right, let's go best-case scenario for NC State in 2021. Best-case scenario is 11-1. and one. Okay. Everything could fall their way. I'm not going to say that they're going to beat Clemson in any world, but, I mean, every game outside of Clemson, I think they should be right in. And – Again, going down to Florida, two games on the road in the conference, it's going to be tough that to come back with, with two Ws. But I think it's absolutely in the realm of possibility. And if, I don't know, if you if you start the year with a, you know, a nice night win, you get everyone fired up under the lights on Thursday, and then you roll that into week two, a road victory in the SEC, I don't know. You start to build momentum, and I think 
there's reason to believe like this could be a really special year. I'm gonna go best case. I- I'm tempted to say ten and two with a win over Clemson. They haven't beaten the Tigers since 2011. You were there for that one. 2015. I mean, sixteen. Yeah, 16 they didn't. All. They didn't win. They didn't officially but win they it. Beat them, but they beat them. Yeah. <laughs> you were there. New Hopkins on the other side. I remember that game because Sammy Watkins was hurt, and they're like, "Oh, what is Clemson going to do?" Yeah, no one had ever <laughs> and heard they, of. And they roll out Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Weird how he's so good at football. But I, I would just say, I think the one thing that Dave really needs is that signature win, right? Your teams beat. Clemson in eleven. You beat Florida State in twelve. In ten. You can even make the argument. Yeah, and you can even the butt fumble, the original butt fumble game. You can even make the argument the win over Carolina in nine was a signature win for Tom O'Brien. There were there were some really good. Now the highs were high and the lows were low. Mm. And I think with Dave, there's more of a, a middle, but there's no highs. And so for him, I would say the best case scenario is just finding a way to beat Clemson this year. Like, and I think you're right. I think it could be there. I don't think Clemson is good as they as is as good as they've been. I did not like the way they lost in the playoff. I did not. And you can argue, yes, there's only so many Ohio States out there, but they got pushed around on both lines in the playoff. I'm not saying NC State's capable of doing that to them. I'm just saying this is not what they were. Yeah. Well, and they're handing over the reins. It's a new a new quarterback. Anytime that happens after a run like they had with Lawrence, like, there's opportunity there. And I don't know how to say his last name, but DJ. Uwe Ungalale. Yeah, he yeah. looks like he's the next, you know, he, great one in line. But you never know. He walked by me at the ACC kickoff in yeah, Charlotte in tall. July. He, You know how you say you can notice, you could spot a safety or a corner that's going to play in the NFL? Wow. I was like, I really don't want to like this guy. But he had the uh, number five chain big gold chain and it said big cinco on it and i'm like that's bad as hell man Look, he, he's he's uh he's a superhuman but you know he's doing dr pepper commercials like there's a Bojangles. lot there's yeah. a lot that comes with being the starting quarterback there and who knows if it's all gonna go as everyone thinks it's gonna go let me ask you this joe signature win on that topic would a win at mississippi state be enough to be considered a signature win? Nope. Wow. No. Okay. Uh, they're not ranked. Yeah. Um, would be great to beat Mike Leach and, and win an SEC game on the road. I'm not. I'm gonna have to look up the last time they won an SEC game on the road. Actually, they just don't play too many of them. And you guys right. played Tennessee neutral site, and Got I don't smeared. need. I don't need to tell you what happened in that game. I don't need to tell you what happened in your last college game either. While while I'm kicking you while you're down uh, on this podcast, I thought this was a safe space. <laughs> It was supposed to be. I'm failing you. <laughs> All right, let's go. Bottom line prediction, NC State. Regular season 2021. I like them at 9-3 and three with a chance to get double digits with a bowl win. I think somewhere in the meat of that schedule, at Miami, uh, you know, uh, who knows what you're getting out of Louisville, a sneaky, like, away game at Wake Forest late in the year, like, you know, I'd like to say, uh, you know, they're going to skew more towards the best case scenario, but I think nine and three is a great year. Uh, you beat a lot of conference teams. You get into probably an upper tier bowl and have a chance at double digit wins, which have only happened I once. Don't know how many times? Yeah. Once. Yeah. I, listen, I think 
I think this schedule is a lot harder than last year's. And I know last year they didn't play a 1AA team. And I know they played more ACC games last year. But they played everybody in the Coastal last year. They didn't play Clemson last year. I just think I'm going to pick 8-4 and four as my prediction. And I've got Clemson and Carolina as the losses. I do think they'll beat Mississippi State. They're going to lose one of the Florida games. I, th- I actually do think they'll beat Miami this year. So Florida State. And then there's a dumb one in there. Because it feels like there's a dumb one every year. Now, last year was the exception. They didn't lose a dumb game last year. Um, Would you be more surprised if they lost at Boston College or uh, over in Winston-Salem? You know, uh, Dave's track record after the open date is pretty good. He usually does a really good job of getting them refocused. Um, So I could see them playing well at BC. I could see BC. People are high on BC. BC's another team. Like They handled the pandemic really, really well. I think you could put, you know, you could put Florida State and Louisville in the category of everything that could go wrong went wrong last year in the pandemic for those two programs. Are they going to be as bad as they were last year? I don't think I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know enough about Mike Norvell, but I do know that Florida State's roster still has talented players on it. Sure does. I do think highly of Scott Satterfield. I am not so sure they buy into what he's selling anymore because of his eagerness to leave there. I think that he's really hurt himself particularly after a really successful first year. So I don't know if he can snap his fingers and make that thing go better, but I'd, I'd be leery of them as well because of they have talent. You know they have talent. They always do. Um, but I think 8-4 and four is the number. That was my pick in the spring. I have to stick to It's a blood oath that I've made with myself. You're a man with a code. I, a man's got to live by a code, Brandon Bishop. So you're in the books, 9-3. and three. I'm in the books eight and four. Do I need to walk back some of the safe space talk, or we're okay now? You're you've gotten over the Vanderbilt loss. I, I, yeah, I, didn't, well, I didn't need to bring it up. Or... Time will tell. We'll see if I sign up for another session. That'll be <laughs> that'll be how you know. Brandon Bishop, I appreciate you, man. As always, thank you for joining us here at Pack Therapy. And who knows? Maybe we'll talk again soon. Hopefully, maybe. Hopefully, you'll forgive me. Thanks again to Brandon Bishop, former NC State safety, former NFLer, Pac Pro, for joining us here on Pack Therapy. We'll be back on Monday. We'll wrap up the South Florida game, and we'll be joined by Naheem Hines, Garner legend, Indianapolis Colt, and of course, star Wolfpack running back. Check us out on Monday right here on Pack Therapy, sponsored by Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. No mosquitoes, no pests, no contracts, guaranteed. Join us on Monday with Naheem Hines. And hey, five stars only. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.